Oh, dear. All right. Welcome back to Oh, Dear. Feels pretty good to say that. Episode two. We are here. We made it. I am Ted Emmett, joined by uh, Dustin Moore and Ryan Lundigan. Dustin, episode two. How are you feeling? Yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. Thanks to everyone for, for listening to episode one. Mr. Ryan Lund looking very dapper, you know, one episode too late, but wearing his Christmas gear, how, you know, being a hero right now, laying back in the chair. How are you feeling? Uh, you guys caught me in my element. I, uh, I took a lot of grief uh, after episode one, not wearing a Christmas outfit. So, <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm playing the game. And you know what? We somehow managed to do this with three people. It worked. We thought, hey, we've already got one whole episode under our belt. Let's throw a challenge out there. So we do have a fourth host. Uh, he was with us from the beginning, kind of Brett farved us a little bit, couldn't make it to the first recording, said go ahead, which I actually think now in hindsight, he was just thinking, I want to see if these guys suck or not before I attach my name to this. So Kevin Walsh, welcome to the show. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Uh, you're right. I, I definitely thought uh, you guys were going to fall on your face and you really surprised me. You didn't. But unlike you guys, I I'm not here to bring down the average. So let's go. You are going to be very heavily scrutinized this show, by the way. Lund might be taking notes, at least in his head. But uh, no, we're, we're happy to have you. And again, just like last time, you know, we, we got to know the three of us a little bit. So we want to get to know Walsh a little bit more. So first off, Dustin, you probably know, know the best. Give us a quick the Coles notes on Kevin Walsh. Yeah, Kevin Walsh, born in uh, Grand Cash. Am I right? No. Oh, no. Grand Prairie. No. Edson. <laughs> no. Okay, I give up. Born somewhere up north, moved to Red Deer in grade seven. We became pretty good friends. Then he went to U of A after high school to pursue his commerce degree, became a accountant with MNP and, and is now working with, with an equity company. So big business guy, even though he's in a small body. <laughs> wow. Um, I think we got to know Walsh pretty quick there. Just like last time too, we're going to do three uh, fun facts about Kevin. We're each going to take a turn. I'm going to start probably the closest to anyone I can think of who likes Backstreet Boys as much as I do. I, I think I'm still way over the top on that, but I do appreciate especially golfing with Walsh. And you know, when the, the one comes on and I pound a, you know my first good drive of the day on hole 18, always appreciate that. Okay, I guess I'll go, uh, go next. Uh, Kevin's got uh, one of the nicest haircuts uh, I, I've I've ever seen. I don't know who his barber is, but props to him or her. And uh, Kevin can also get on most rides at Disneyland. <laughs> most. I'm still working on a few though. Kevin has three kids, two girls and a boy. Hey, congrats on the sex, buddy. That was just a fact. Neither, <laughs> neither. That wasn't. Hey, hey. That wasn't mean or, or. It's fun for some people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But really, well, we're we're happy to have you. We're glad that they still make phone books too, so you have something to help you reach the camera and join us. We are on Zoom. We got one episode in outside. Uh, we loved it, and of course, now you know here we are. So at, at least London, I still still get to hang out. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we're gonna make this work. New challenge. Let's add a fourth person in and, and add Zoom. But I I think we're up to it, and and we'll see how it goes. And, you know, with that, I think we we really have to thank everybody. I don't think any of the four of us thought right now when we're recording, it hasn't even been a week since we launched episode one, 500 listens. Sounds like a brag on us, but really it's just a, just says something about Red Deer and all the, the people and, and the support we've seen from this. I think we knew going into it, Dustin would listen 10 times. We'd all listen. Our close friends would listen, but it, it's gone way beyond that. So, you know, we have to really thank, thank everyone for that. I, I don't know about, I'm sure you guys are just as blown away as I am. I think it's just crazy. I, uh, I kind of expected friends and family to listen one time and then forget about it and lots of positive feedback. And you see South Carolina, you wonder who the hell's listening in South Carolina. 
then you realize that Randy Kloss is in South Carolina, former Red Deer boy, where his family's still rooted here. So thanks, Randy, for listening. Yeah, way to represent Red Deer all the way down in South Carolina. And and I think, too, when you mentioned where people are listening, we're kind of obviously mostly Alberta, a lot of Red Deer, we know that. But I think we're up over, we got a bit of a cult following on the East Coast, over 30 listens out there. I think a lot of that is is my dad's family and uh, family and friends back home. But pretty cool, you know, maybe uh, one one day we'll take a, a very super expensive business trip to Nova Scotia to do an episode. I think it only costs like what, three grand a person to fly there. So we got that on the hopper. Thank you again, everyone. Uh, we do owe a shout out to coworker Aaron, a coworker of uh, Dustin and I did all our graphic design for us. Uh, all she asked, she put in her own time. All she asked was for a shout out. Not only does she basically guide me through my entire life and, and give me all the advice I need, she's helping us with our logo because the four of us have no clue what we're doing with that. So a big thank you to Aaron. And uh, yeah, we owe you a big one. Thanks, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron. You- you seem to be doing a pretty good job with Ted's life, considering he's still in Lund's basement. Yeah, 32, <laughs> living in Lund's basement. Life's going exactly according to plan. <laughs> I'll tell you what, she could she could tell you some things. I feel bad for her some days, the, the amount of advice she needs to try and give me. All right, so, you know what, we learned that uh, maybe... Well, maybe we're not better at this than we thought, but maybe, you know, there's a a lot of great people out there that were willing to give us a try. But I also learned a couple other things in the first episode. So I'm just going to quickly go through what I learned. First thing I learned, no more Sunday afternoon recordings because Lund was so grumpy. It worked. I just felt like we you didn't want to be there. I wasn't grumpy. I just I don't know why we planned to do it on a Sunday afternoon. That was that was a big mistake. And I'm glad we learned from our mistake and now we're filming at nighttime. But it was beautiful out, so you know what? We we can't be mad about that. The next thing I learned is uh London I might need marriage counseling if this thing's gonna work out. And uh yeah, get Aaron over here pronto. <laughs> yeah. Hey maybe we will have to have Aaron back sometime to help us out. I think we should do it though. I'm all for one with marriage counseling. I'd like to get back to 500. So uh, <laughs> maybe uh, maybe that's something we can look at in the future. I hope you go for two. <laughs> well, with that attitude, we probably will. Another thing I learned is you two think I'm a, a very weird person because doing that quiz, every single answer started with, well, it's not going to be something normal, which is okay. You know, I don't know that I want to be normal. I, I like to prefer to think of it as eclectic. And you know what? If Tetris taught us anything, as soon as you fit in, that's when you disappear. So I'm okay with <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking of that one at 3 a.m. last night. <laughs> I also learned that Dustin has the same vocabulary as Groot from Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, if I wanted to make a list, I think we had a, what, a 30 kilometer diameter colleagues in grade seven. I don't think I need to go on, but uh, that's okay. We don't bring you on here for your linguistics. You're, you're a story guy. You're a red deer guy. And that's why we love you. I learned that I was right to touch Lund's microphone so much. Your audio sounded terrible. Thank you You better not touch my microphone once tonight. Uh, Lastly, I learned Red Deerians love their city enough to listen to three, now four idiots ramble on for a couple hours thinking they can be podcasters. So first off, I want to know, Mr. Outsider, what did you learn from episode one? I learned that you guys are as funny as I thought you were. Wait, how funny did you think we were? That's important to know. Like medium. That's fair. That's yeah. That is the sole reason why I'm your friend because you guys make me laugh, even though you make fun of my height. <laughs> I, I did. I did have something I wanted to add on the previous Wiggles discussion. Very dramatic in the Wiggles world. So first, I mean, I think we can all agree that Emma is a beautiful woman. And number two, her and Lockie, the purple Wiggle, got married a couple years ago, and they are now divorced. And now Lockie just had a baby with one of the backup dancers from the Wiggles. Oh, so oh, 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 it's oh, a oh, cesspool. Oh. 
Um, I didn't know exactly what you're talking about because I don't watch the Wiggles every day. So I didn't. Well, I didn't know that about the Wiggles, but now I think I'm going to start watching the Wiggles Just if there's going to the be that much drama. Because I'm looking for a new TV show anyway, so it'll be perfect. <laughs> you might learn some new words. I learned well quite a bit, but I think the biggest thing I learned was whiskey and coffee is absolutely terrible. I'll never have it again. Well, that's what happens when the person who's supposed to bring the Baileys doesn't bring the Baileys. Isn't that just an Irish coffee? You just offended a, a nation. Way to go. It's an Irish liqueur, I believe. No, like an Irish coffee is just whiskey and coffee. Oh, I apologize then. It was terrible though. Lund, did you, did you learn anything from episode one or were you even on this planet when we recorded it? I don't know, man. You know what? I, I, I learned a lot about myself. I learned a lot about you guys and I learned a lot about the neighbors. I had a good time despite what you might think, Ted. Um, although I would prefer not to do it in the sunlight on a Sunday ever again. We're, we're pretty good at talking. We're pretty good at bullshitting. And yeah, I think right now, I think most people are pretty bored and, and willing to give us a listen. I learned that that was the first time I've ever been sober in Len's backyard. <laughs> hey, it was the first time for everything, right? So uh, you know what? I think all in all is success. I know um, I'm not 100% sure. I don't think Lund liked that it was on a Sunday, but I think we did great. And again, I don't think we can thank everyone enough for giving us a chance. And so we're getting another episode out right away. Don't think we're normally going to be this close together, but let's strike while the iron is hot. Let's capitalize on your boredom and at least take up, you know, an an hour of your week. So now we're going to move on. Before we get going, we're going to play something the three of you know. It's called the glad game. So we do this before every time we meet and discuss the details of our uh, golf tournament tournament every year, our golf trip called the Chubbs, which you're you're probably going to start to hear about more and more. Basically, we have a few too many. We start arguing about things. So so we start things off by just going around the circle. You say one legitimate nice thing about the person to your left. Sounds a little fluffy, but again, as we get into this, and you know, we've already uh, not been super nice to Walsh, but uh, you know what? There's nothing wrong with with telling your friends a, a sincere compliment every once in a while. And this might be the first time that Lund doesn't get saddled with a, uh, a backhanded compliment by someone who's uncomfortable complimenting another man. So the Glad Game is sponsored by Meadow Farm Floral Specialty Cut Flower Farm, grown with love from a small farm in central Alberta. For all the moments in your life, visit them at meadowflorals.com. And we're actually going to hear in a little bit, we're going to talk to Ange Hall, the owner of uh, Meadow, Fa- Meadow Farm Florals. That is hard to say. Meadow Farm Florals. We're going to talk to her a bit about, uh, Dustin mentioned the, the Shop Local Initiative and now uh, an auction as well for the Red Deer Christmas Bureau that wrapped up. So we're going to talk to her in a little bit. But first, the Glad Game. So I'm going to start with Dustin. You are one of the most committed people I've I've ever met. Uh, I think every single person in your phone list would agree with me in the last week because to get this thing going, you got the word out. You spent a couple days and texted everyone in your phone to go and listen. Um, and I think a lot of people appreciated it. And I think they probably just appreciated hearing from you as well. So again, uh, your commitment to this and pretty much everything you do is, is pretty incredible. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't been uh, blocked or had the spam filter put onto my contact and people's phones, but I think, thanks. I'm moving on to Kev. Kev would be one of the best dads I think I've ever seen. His The way he interacts with his two young girls and, and young boy is something that I want to role model myself after. Wow. Well, that was very, that was very nice. Cue the tears. If you guys didn't make fun of my height earlier, I might cry right now. <laughs> well, you're, but you're all cried out from earlier. Yes. Yes. So who am I talking about? I'm talking about Ryan. Yeah, give it to me. Oh boy. Where to start? Uh, Hurry up. It shouldn't take this long. (laughs) Yeah. You know, 
the one nice thing, the one good thing about Ryan Lund is he always makes me laugh. Even when he's grumpy on a Sunday afternoon, he is one of the funniest guys I know. And I always have a good time when I hang out with him. You got backhanded again. It must be you. <laughs> that was a backhand compliment. <laughs> Jesus I like Christ. It. All right, here, here comes something we never thought we'd hear, something we didn't hear last episode. One compliment from Ryan Lund to Ted. Ted, I, I, if I've told you this once, I've told you this a million times. You're a okay roommate. Hell, I take it. I've been called way worse. So that is the glad game. We suggest you play it every now and then. Seems a little cheesy, but you know what? It's nice to be nice, and I think it's always a good way to get anything started. All right, and now we're joined by the very first guest on Oh Dear and Very Fitting. It, it all started with a, a mention from Dustin on the first episode, and, and now we're here. It's Ange Hall from, I'm going to get this right, Meadow Farm Florals, a local business owner, actually a local multiple business owner, 2020 Women of Excellence Award nominee as well. She's been with Dance Magic for over 10 years, and according to Dustin, uh, his and, and many other people's junior high crush. So Ange, well, welcome to the show. <laughs> That's probably, I think that's maybe why Dustin bailed on us here is he was a little too nervous to come on the interview. (laughs) You really did your, you really did some digging there on me. (laughs) Dustin, Dustin sent me some notes he said, he said, you know, all point. He also said puked in car. And because Dustin only uses like the least amount of letters possible when he's texting, I don't know if he puked in your car, you puked in his, I don't know. (laughs) We'll we'll get to that one a little later though. So so we'll talk about the important, the important stuff first, although that's really important to me to to learn that story. Uh, The Better Together initiative. So this is something that was kind of happening, wrapping up as we recorded our first episode and Dustin mentioned it. And it's also uh, gone into an online auction, which is now wrapped up. So a huge initiative by you uh, really to promote shopping local and all the local businesses in Red Deer and area. So I just, I guess, right from the beginning, how did that all get started? And I guess for people who may not know what it is, uh, what was the the Better Together initiative? I live out near Rimby on a farm. We just moved out here about a year ago and I found a little coffee shop in town that I sort of fell in love with. And it was a kind of at the tail end of the first wave of COVID. So I think it was like October. Things were kind of returning back to normal. And so I was like, hey, kids, let's let's go get a hot chocolate at this cafe that we love. And so we pulled into town and like right as I was pulling up into my parking spot, there was like literally people boarding up with hammers and nails boarding this cafe up. And I don't know why, like it just my heart just sank like not to not to like make it about me but to make it about me like it felt personal you know like my husband and I both run separate businesses all my siblings run businesses their partners run businesses like it's just it just struck a chord with me like it felt like I was like physically watching the loss of a dream of a family just like mine anyway so we carried on and I just kind of had this like gut feeling for about a month and like it sounds really really corny but it was just like what can I do like I'm just seeing so many businesses seeing their doors close and I've got this tiny little platform really on social media, but I know social media has power. And so I sat with this feeling for like a month and then kind of it just started snowballing. And so eventually after a month, I told my husband about it and I was sort of nervous because it it kind of felt like it wasn't really my place. Like, who am I to, to do anything about this? Right. Like, who am I to take a step as some kind of like local business champion, you know, but he responded really positively. Like he was like, that's such a great idea. Like you should totally run with that. And I think I just needed to hear like one person tell me that kind of this little dream that I had that was percolating wasn't completely 
a mist or foolish. And I totally was flying by the seat of my pants, but I just grabbed my tripod and my cell phone and I recorded myself pitching this like little idea. And I was trying to pitch it as if it was a big idea. Like I was trying to pitch it as if it already had traction, but it didn't. Like it was literally just me in a park and Red Deer recording myself. So anyways, I posted the video and like, I'm not going to say it blew up because it's just Red Deer, right? Like it wasn't crazy, but it's like in a couple of days, it had 10,000 views and it was resonating with people. And it was like just striking a chord with people the same way that me seeing those windows get boarded up struck a chord with me and Better Together was born. <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's how it all started. And then as far as what it is, so I called it a shop local initiative and it kind of had lots of different layers to it because I think that a lot of stuff like this circulates, but unless people are specifically incentivized to act, like our lives are so busy and we're all so wrapped up in, in our own lives, especially right now, because we're all facing these really unique complications. And kind of as I like sort of was developing it, I felt like there was all these different levels that I had to appeal to. It was like I had to appeal to shoppers I had to appeal to businesses. I had to appeal to the nonprofit sector. And so I was like, how can I tie all these things together and interlace them so that they're all somehow working together? So kind of the guts of it was that the really cool thing is that I actually didn't, I think there was three businesses that are like close friends of mine that I specifically reached out to just so that I felt like there was somebody kind of standing in the wings with me so that it looked like a little bit like I wasn't completely on my own. And I was like, maybe a little bit more valid than just one, one person. So I think I reached out to two or three businesses and they were like, yeah, yeah, we'll jump on board. This sounds great. And yeah, I mean, within a couple of days, 130 businesses had jumped on board. And then as far as the shoppers go, so basically we said to shoppers, hey, shop locally. When you do, submit your receipt and you'll be entered in a prize. And so the incentive for the businesses to get involved was that businesses that got involved, there was like more entries for those shoppers shopping at those businesses. So it was it was like drawing people to the businesses that were on this participating businesses list. So it's all kind of like it's all very actually very convoluted. <laughs> and it was really hard to like concisely spread the message because it, it kind of is like working on so many different levels. But essentially it was like, hey, shoppers, shop local. And as a bonus, shop at these particular businesses. And then it was like, hey, businesses, get involved so that you can gain traction and get some organic reach on social media. And then, yeah, of course, ultimately, like the whole thing culminated in this big silent auction. And so, yeah, at the at the end of the at the end of the day, we had 130 businesses donating over $20,000 um, towards this silent auction with all the proceeds going to the Christmas Bureau. Whew, that was a lot. Yeah, there's a, a lot, a lot to unpack there, but it's a pretty amazing story. And you say, you know, who am I? I'm just one person. Am I a local business champion? And and I guess whether you want to admit it now or not, you, you are. And I think that's what every town, every city needs people like that. And I think the power of Red Deer and how much people love their, their city and support local businesses is a reason why we started this podcast. Now, it's a, a whole lot different to this than uh, than the Better Together initiative. I think you're, you're doing some really amazing things for Red Deer in central Alberta, but it, it, it's incredible to see the, the pickup on that. And I think really important, especially right now to support local business. I think it's more important than ever. But what I like about this is it, it's probably something that's going to continue on far past, uh, you know, whenever COVID is, I don't know if the word is over, but when when we're past this and things do go back to normal, I think this is, uh, you know, the, the shop local thing is really going to stick in, in people's minds, you know, for years to come. And, and you mentioned a couple other businesses, but, you know, this is a, a big, big undertaking for just one person. Did you have
have a, a lot of support as well going into this or, or was it really just basically uh, you taking on this whole thing by yourself? To begin with, it was. And, you know, I did, I was completely unprepared. Like this thing just like grew legs and it took off running. And so, yeah, to begin with, for probably the first three weeks, I was just managing it completely on my own. And then there was people reaching out and they were like, oh, let me know how I can help. And the thing is, is that I didn't even know how people could help because I was like, like I said, I was just like flying by the seat of my pants on this. And so for me to actually like, it's not like I'm some organization where I'm like, oh, sure, let me just pass you like the procedures manual. You know, it was like, I didn't even know how to get help, right? Because I didn't even know what I was doing ultimately. But eventually, um, probably about two or three weeks in the city of Red Deer reached out to me, the communications department, which was super exciting. Like I was like, whoa, this is this is this feels like it's a thing now if the city of Red Deer is calling my cell phone. So anyways, they were like, hey, we'd like to promote this. And I was like, yeah, that's great. But like, I literally don't have the bandwidth for this to be promoted. So I said, you can promote it. But like the trade off is that I need I need some help. And so they connected me with a woman who who I haven't actually met, like we've talked over the phone once and I, I'm not even really clear in what her role is, but I gave her the, the job of just receipt submission. Um, that was like, I was probably spending uh, just on submitting receipts, probably like two or three hours a night, just submitting receipts. So we got over 2,500 receipts, like in that small period of time. And so to be able to hand that off to her was huge. Like it lightened my workload so much. And then it came time to build this auction site. And again, I keep saying I was flying by the seat of my pants, but ultimately what happened is like so many businesses jumped on board. Originally, this was just going to be like a giveaway in my mind. I was like, oh, we'll just like, you know, have five or 10 businesses and we'll do a, a draw. We'll do a giveaway. But because we had so many prizes in front of us, I was like, well, we've got to do, I'm not going to do like 130 giveaways. So like the next obvious step is to turn it into an auction. So then I was like, oh, I don't even know how to, what's an, like, what's an online auction look like? Like, how do you build an online auction? Like, I'm not, I can't build a website. I had no idea. But at that point, that's when I was able to like, go kind of back through all those offerings that people had said like, hey, if you need anything, reach out. So there were, I think, four other gals that I reached out to and I just shared spreadsheets with them and they helped me build that website, which again was like such a huge time saver. Like the amount of time and energy that's gone in behind the scenes, like it's just crazy for I've, I've never been involved in a, like an event or anything like this or an initiative. So I had I was totally naive starting out. That's a really long winded answer for did I have some help? But ultimately, like, yeah, I, I had I had a lot of help and I had I had like hands on help. But more than anything, there was so much support from businesses and so much support from shoppers. And there was honestly days where I sat for like 14 hours like three, four consecutive days in a row at my computer, like just getting so many messages from people being like, you know, so encouraging and so supportive and businesses saying how much of an impact it's making on, you know, their books and shoppers saying, you know, this is completely shifting my perspective. Like I didn't even know that we could shop locally for these types of things. Like it was that support that was like, oh, you know what, like what's a 14 hour day here or there? Like it doesn't matter, right? Like to kind of see the ripple effects that were going on. And that's that's exactly why we're excited to have you as the first guest of the show, because our we wanted to make this Red Deer focused and, and people like you are why we wanted to do this, because we know how much people 
love red deer and it's amazing what one person can accomplish and for you you're you're really personally not really getting anything out of this other than than right the satisfaction that you're you're supporting local business so it, it's pretty amazing and and you took that leap you know you said you've never done anything like this before so you jumped in with both feet and it's incredible to see the impact and you mentioned too like ton of local businesses i think right donated items for this silent auction for the red deer christmas bureau which is one of my favorite organizations because i love christmas and christmas like we i think we can all face facts christmas is looking a little different this year in a lot a lot of a lot of ways and it's going to be a, a lot harder for a lot of people so a, amazing choice i think for the charity and and what kind of support did you see from the local businesses like how how many donations did you end up getting there well it was over 130 and it was like it was so incredible i believe it's so much now more than ever ever it's like you hear oh local business is the backbone of communities and stuff but it's like i just want to convey how true that is like it at every single juncture like every single time my turned a corner. It was like, I'm not kidding. Every single one of these 130 businesses were like, what else can we do? How else can we donate? How else can we promote? Like, how can we promote each other? How can we raise each other up? How can we like, it was just, it was so amazing. And it's like, these are literally the people they're kind of like a lot of these people are kind of faceless. And so I'm actually like, I'm working on a little project to like bring these people's faces like out into social media, just as kind of like a little after project, because it's like, these are the people that are like literally feeding our communities. Like it's just, and the thing is, is this better together thing is like just a drop in the hat. Like, because I'm so um, kind of in tune with all these businesses, social media accounts, it's like they are donating truckloads of food to the food drive. They are doing like all of their own like little side hustles for the Christmas season. And it's like, and they're still participating in this better together initiative. Like it's like, so, so true. That's like the message that I want to convey is like as a business owner myself too, it's like these things don't just happen. Like we don't just have like the people that own local businesses, they don't just like exist, but it's like, that's what the public sees. It's like all of a sudden some store just pops up. Right. And it's like that store didn't just pop up. It's like, this was like five years of dreaming. This was like 10 years of savings. This was like, you know, and it's just like heart and soul and sweat and tears and blood that goes into these businesses. And then it's just like, when I see a door, clothes or I see like, and it's so convenient to just like go to a box store. It's so convenient. I do it, but uh, I'm so impressed with all of these businesses and I want to shout them all out because they're just, they're so worth it and they're so worth our dollars and they're so worth us. It's not even our dollars either. Like it's just like the support they need it because they are so much here for us. Like they just show up over and over and over again. I think what's amazing about that is, you know, you always hear, you know, on an airplane, you know, put your own oxygen mask on before you put others on, but local businesses really aren't doing that. They're, you know, a lot of businesses are struggling and, and you know, we've all seen it and they're still out there supporting other businesses, supporting people doing what they can, right? So I think shopping local, you know, where we can, when we can is really the least we can do. And I know for us and, and Dustin Lund, Walsh and I, we do, we do a lot of community initiatives, you know, we're part of the Piper Creek Optimist Club and these businesses never hesitate to support us as well. Well, so that's why I was really, really excited to see what you're doing and the, the shop local. And really, you want to talk about your, you know, not putting your oxygen mask on first. It's amazing to think, you know, you have businesses of your own that you have to, to worry about in these times. And, you know, your first thought is, is to help other businesses. So I think it's pretty amazing uh, and incredible thing. So, you know, congratulations to you and everyone involved in this because it, it's really amazing to see. And I think right now to see the power of community in that is something we really need. So, uh, but when I want to get to the hard hitting news here. I've got to know 
who puked in who whose car. When it, <laughs> We're going to get uh, a little dust and dirt since he, he couldn't be bothered to be here with us and he's not here to defend himself. It's, it's Obviously, I'm going to guess that he puked in your car or else he wouldn't have brought it up because when he feels bad about something, he brings it up a lot. And I'm guessing that's got to be probably close to like almost, you know, 15, 20 years ago now. I'm going to guess it was probably him, actually. Yeah. <laughs> So you don't even you don't, really remember. I don't have a recollection of this. I mean, maybe people were puking in my car every weekend or something, but I do remember very much being like the designated driver. Like I had this little like baby blue K car. I was always driving and I was always hauling people around. So, I mean, maybe there's just, maybe there was just so much throw up in that vehicle that I just couldn't assign it to the correct individuals, but I'm sure, I'm sure he did. I'm sure he did. Well, if you want, we can edit this to make it sound like you're really mad about it and, and <laughs> make him. <laughs> And then he'll feel bad and he'll spend, he'll come buy flowers from you. You know, he'll come and come and buy some meat as well. You know, maybe I would, I would use that a little bit as leverage because I, I know on him it'll work. I know his family used to own Northwest Motors back in the day. So like he's still got to have some connections. So, I mean, maybe I could just publicly like ask him for a new vehicle even. Yeah, there, if you you just did, there it is. And, yeah. Uh, maybe he can make it happen. Yeah, it's really like, it's, it's my biggest hang up in life you know i just am really waiting for him to come come through on that one at least get the car detailed dustin at least yeah. have a heart <laughs> well and we're gonna we're gonna let you go here thanks again for doing this and being the first guest on on the show and again congratulations for everything you've accomplished here with with better together i think every time one person stands up takes a leap and and does something right i think i think everyone the community as a whole is a lot better for it so again uh, the work you put in is, is incredible and still kind of in awe of it so christmas time comes a bit and you can in, sit back and enjoy a little bit and look back at uh, at what you and the, the business community has accomplished yeah awesome well thanks so much for having me ted i appreciate it good luck with your uh your onwards and upwards of the podcast oh thanks for we're gonna need it <laughs> There we go. The very first guest on Oh Dear. Big thanks to Ange Hall from Meadow Farm Florals, also Prairie Gold Meats, as we mentioned there, multiple business owners, her and her husband. A little bit of dirt on Dustin as well, which I, you know, I think we always like to hear. And yeah, fifth, almost, probably almost 15 years later, Dustin, you're still not off the hook for that, even though uh, she didn't quite remember. But I think you were your own undoing there because you're the one who brought it up. <laughs> All right, guys. So not only did episode one go better than we thought, we are now officially professional podcasters. We have our, our very first sponsor, Doortender, decided uh, whenever we record, they're going to deliver all four of us, each of us, beer from a, a local craft brewery in Alberta Brewery. So cheers to Doortender. Again, I, I think that's pretty cool. Not something we expected right away, but pretty happy about that. I, th I think a great fit for us and a, a great new company as well. Uh, just a little bit about them. They're a liquor store with free delivery and Red Deer. So you may have heard of them. You may not have. They're all over social media, but they're not a third party service. They are a liquor store. So they, they have their own warehouse. They have their own stock. They charge competitive liquor stores store prices and don't charge a delivery fee. So when you're ordering that delivery, you're literally just tipping the driver and pretty much, at least from what I've seen so far, the, the prices are competitive right on point with every other liquor store. And I think the most important thing about that is it's local, right? You don't don't pay any extra fees uh, for delivery to a third party. It goes right to them. They got a great app too. We, we all used it to order. You log in, go on the app, 
place your order. It's going to be delivered within 60 minutes. I think for me it was like 15 minutes was pretty awesome. Congrats to those guys. I think uh, so far so good for them that they're still a new business. And obviously right now, the way things are makes a lot of sense to use them. But with them too, I think I kind of see this, you know, in the summer, you're having a bonfire or whatever, you run out of beer, the liquor delivery, right? Has the potential to cut down on a lot of drinking and driving in the future too, which, which I think is pretty cool. So if you want to give them a try, they've given us a code. Use ODEER, uh, one word, O-H-D-E-E-R, uh, all one word for $5 off your next order. So again, you know, next time you, you don't feel like going out, or even if you do feel like going out, give Doortender a try. Can't thank them enough to make sure we, we have a couple drinks every time. And uh, great opportunity for us, again, uh, support some local breweries. And uh, yeah, Doortender, thanks again. I hope you won't regret this. Um, but you know what? For us to, to have a, a couple beer every time we record and, and relax and hang out is pretty cool. So again, make sure you give them a try. Use that code ODEER uh, and get $5 off your next order. And Dustin, you actually used them before as well, right? You used them a couple weeks ago. So what, what was your experience there? Yeah. Uh, last weekend, uh, we mentioned in episode one that we we were playing poker with friends through Zoom on Saturday nights and, and the fridge was empty. So I ordered door tender. I, <laughs> I didn't expect them to be there as fast. I know it says the 60 minutes, but I kind of thought I had a little bit of time. So I ran out to uh, see the Santa bus, which I'm sure most of you in Red Deer either heard about or, or went out and saw. And, and Walsh, maybe you should tell the story because you, you got to be a, an eyewitness to, to this story and, and I'll kind of cap it off how it finishes with door tender. Yeah, sure. So first off, you know, kudos to the city of Red Deer and Stantec for hosting the Santa bus this year should be a magical and special time for kids. And it's been pretty tough. Uh, As it's been mentioned, I have three young kids. So to be able to get out of the house and go see Santa was awesome. So that night, we we just happened to meet up in the Notre Dame parking lot with Dustin and his family, Uh, total coincidence. And so the bus came by. And we didn't realize that it was actually turning down the street right where we were. And so we didn't really get a good look at Santa. So I'm sitting there and Dustin shows up. And if anyone was outside that night, it's like minus 30 with the wind. It was very cold. And so Dustin shows up with no toque. He had just got his head shaved. So he has no hair, no gloves, (laughs) and he had no laces in his boots. Well, the bus comes by, it turns. We all go, oh, dang, we missed it. He's holding his young daughter. Again, no laces in his shoes. And he starts running down the street, chasing the bus. And if anyone's been outside lately, it's pretty icy outside. So I was a little worried. I looked over at his wife and she is just shaking her head because she's clearly witnessed something like this a hundred times before. So we pack up our family. We leave. Uh, We actually just go meet the bus somewhere else. We see Santa. All is good. Dustin, I don't know how far you made it down the street, but it sounded like you ran for a couple minutes and you never did catch the bus. So. So the part you lost me on that story, though, is where you said that his wife has seen him run a hundred times because there's no way. Maybe a light jog, brisk walk. It was more about her sitting there shaking her head like this. I, I've seen her give him that look a hundred times. <laughs> the, the worst part of that whole story is if anyone who knows me knows my family to be called the Griswolds. So it's just classic that the Santa bus turns before we were even able to see him. And the worst part of that story is that's, I swear that driver was just teasing me because he kept slowing down in the middle of the road and I would see people outside their house and he would stop and wave and then he'd speed up again. So I thought I could catch this stupid thing. And I, I must've made it four or five blocks down and then I gave up and then realized, holy shit, Ashley's going to be pissed at me because I have the car keys in my pocket. <laughs> 
<laughs> we just learned everything we need to know about Dustin if, if we didn't know already. But anyway, so back to, back to door tender, I get a text. They text you to say the delivery's on the way. And I'm four blocks down from my vehicle and I'm like, oh shit. So I start running back. Ashley actually has a spare set of keys in her, in her purse, thank God. And she picks me up and she goes, okay, we got I said, we got to go home. Door tender's at our house. And we just waited outside for 45 minutes. And I was like, we are seeing this Santa bus. So we, we drove around. I called the door tender guy, said, hey, I'm just at this Santa bus. Do you mind? And the guy was so nice. He's like, hey, don't worry about it. He's like, I, I can wait here for a bit. So we got home. I think we were about 20 minutes late. The door tender guy stayed, waited for our, our ID and uh, dropped off the booze and ended up having a good night with the boys on poker. How much did you tip him? Yeah, I hope you gave him a good one. It was a good tip. <laughs> uh, and against all odds, they still wanted to sponsor us. So uh, looking forward to working with Doortender. A really cool, really cool business idea. I think we, you know, as soon as I saw that, I thought it was pretty cool. And before before we move on, I think uh, you know when we're talking about those third party apps. Uh, here's something I learned in the last probably couple months, especially through COVID. Being a, a guy who uses Skip the Dishes a lot, mostly for fast food, but still, I didn't realize how much they took from restaurants. And I think, you know, right now what I see a lot on social media is people talking about the importance of, uh, well, not using those third-party apps when you can, you know, ordering ordering direct, going and get takeout, anything like that. And I think, you know, to each your own, but I think there's a lot of people that that don't know that. So pretty interesting thing for me to learn. And I, I'm reserving any Skip the Dishes I do for for the old uh, 2 a.m. fast food when I'm not able to drive anywhere. Yeah, Ted, one thing to note there, I know a lot of local restaurants as well will do, if you order pickup from them directly, they'll give you 10 or 20% off anyways. So you're keeping more money in your in their pocket and you're still getting a deal on your food. So it's a win-win. And it's a good way to get out of the house because these days we don't have too many reasons to get out of the house. And I think those apps have their time and place because we can't forget how many people are, are employed by Skip the Dishes too. And, uh, <laughs> you know, I've got, uh, I've tried to cut back on, on my Skip the Dishes a lot. I, I don't know if you guys know this, but here's my origin story of, of why I decided to lose weight. Summer of 2019 and taking an Uber home, pull up in front of the house, the guy goes, oh, I know this house. I deliver skip the dishes to you all the time. Ted, right? <laughs> and I, oh my God, it is time to make a change. So you know what? Everything happens for a reason. And, and that was the, the push I needed. But yeah, yeah, to hear that was uh, was pretty shocking. But you know what? If it, if it does come down to skip the dishes or drinking and driving, I, I think you know where we're going to go on that one. Just important to remember, just like supporting local where you can, when you can. Same thing with takeout or some restaurants do their own delivery as well. You just got to go through a different thing to do that. So just a shout out, just because we had so much support already from all our local businesses, just a, a quick shout out there for them and a, a bit of a reminder, but hey, we're not the boss of you. We're, we're just uh, putting the information out there. Yeah. And I think it's a good time to make it clear that our podcast is uh, anti-drinking and driving. Anti-COVID, anti-drinking and driving, but pro-drinking. Now, Dustin, though, going back to the Santa bus story, you're not the only one who has a beef with Santa. Because Santa, I've been seeing on social media, Santa's been going around visiting all our friends' kids. He's never made an appearance on Teasdale Drive. All right. And Santa, I know you're listening. You know where we live. I've been pretty not bad. At least come for a visit. There's my call out for Santa. Well, number one, I I heard Santa is uh, immune to COVID. I can't remember if it was the prime minister who said that. It was Jason pre- Kenny. Okay, Kenny. In response to you saying Christmas ca- is canceled, because right after he came out and said that. Yeah, he, he saw the writing on the wall. Um, So it's a good thing that 
Santa's immune, um, so I don't see why he doesn't make an appearance here. I mean, I've been a good boy. I know Ted's been a good boy, and the whole the whole street deserves Santa Claus. So, Santa, yeah. if you're listening, if you could swing by, I don't know, between eight and midnight, uh, any night, I'd appreciate it. You know what Santa's not immune to, I learned, is being a jerk. So, Santa, we're waiting. We're waiting for you. If you guys get him, make sure you harvest some of his blood for those antibodies. Yeah, we're gonna steal a couple organs too. And, yeah, and we'll we'll make sure to put a video of that. We'll make sure to all the kids know that that's what we're doing with Santa. This took yeah. a dark turn. A little how-to video on YouTube. How to take. How to become immune to COVID. Yeah. I don't think Santa's coming anymore. If you're gonna play Operation on him, it's because Scanna, Scanna, Santa's a scared little bitch. <laughs> we're just kidding. Santa. Just kidding. Yeah, Santa, please come see us. So moving into the Christmas talk, it's going to be, might be after Christmas when you listen to it, but it's before Christmas now. We're getting up to it. I know uh, maybe it might be different having kids. It hasn't felt it as much like Christmas. I know we're, we're doing everything we can, but uh, you know, still lots of, lots of Christmas things to do safely around Red Deer. How are you guys getting in the in the Christmas spirit though? I know for, for us, it was uh, taking three weeks to decorate the tree, I think really got us in the, the Christmas spirit. Well, Ted, I, I, for me, Christmas is so isn't so much a date; it's a feeling. You can you can have Christmas any time of year. I mean, Christmas is that that warm and fuzzy feeling you get deep in your heart, and then and then you, when you see the joy that everyone else has, you build on that joy, and then you get even happier, and then they get happier, and then everybody wins. So I'm probably going to have Christmas in July this year, actually. Are you making a pitch to Hallmark right now? Because I would throw so much money at you after that. You that know was what? Incredible that. Christmas is saved. I've I've always wanted to write a Hallmark card or be in one of those Hallmark movies. I like. I think my next career path is going that direction. Hey, Lundy, what do they call them? Do they call them endorphins? So you're just building up the endorphins and everyone. Is that the word I'm looking for? That that's correct, Dust. That's bang on. Science wife. I got a science wife. She's rubbing off on you. You mentioned Christmas. What what the plan is? My family and our in-laws, it's an important time, especially with grandkids now. And I think the families were kind of struggling how we were going to do this virtually. We've come to the point where we're going to do a Zoom and do a video virtual Christmas. And we've all ordered bows. Bows offered a Christmas dinner for two or four or six. I don't know how many it goes up to, but 25 bucks a person. And uh, we won't have to cook. We'll get to open presents. And I think we'll, we'll be just as joyous to be moving closer to a vaccine and getting out of this pandemic and moving forward in 2021. And just for anyone who is going to go look and get mad at Dustin, disclaimer right now, Bose is already sold out of those, uh, which is pretty cool that, to see the pickup on that. But pretty cool offering for Bose. And Dustin, you mentioned, you know, unfortunately, I don't think a, a lot of families are, are going to do that. But it's, it's one year with a Zoom Christmas. It, it, it's tough. But I think, you know, look at the positives. We're, we're still here. We still get to celebrate Christmas. It's just a, a little different. And I think down the road, right, we're only we're only going to be better for this. And Christmas is still Christmas. Um, you know what? If I've got a basement Christmas with Lund, um, honestly, could be worse company. I won't I won't speak for Lund. And I'm also not going to let him answer that just out of self-preservation. But hey, and if, if you ever fall out of the Christmas spirit, we're just going to put on loop Lund's impassioned Christmas speech because I'm still... I'm still putting the pieces of that together. That was like maybe the most incredible thing you've ever said. <laughs> I've said a lot of I've said a lot of stuff, Teddy. 
Uh, no, I, th- I think a lot of people people feel that way. Uh, so, Dustin, we know what your guys' plan is. I think our my family is still trying to figure it out, but I, I honestly think we will be celebrating when things ease back up. So, hopefully January, maybe February. Because Christmas is a feeling, not a time. Exactly. If it's, if it's July or even if it's next November, then we'll get Christmas in back-to-back months, which would be pretty sick. Two Christmases, twice the presents, twice the dinners, twice the joy. Can't get better than that. It's like all those kids who were born in December. I was always so jealous of them. Yeah, I feel like I feel like for those kids, as long as your birthday was like before like the 20th of December, it was pretty cool. But if your your birthday's like right next to Christmas, I think you get screwed over. You, I, you guys honestly just made me realize I forgot my brother-in-law's birthday two days ago. Happy birthday, Brad. <laughs> I, am, I am so sorry. Oh, oh no. Man. Yeah, December, <laughs> Brad, Calgary firefighter, incredible person. I am so sorry. Luckily, you probably don't listen to this because you're too busy saving lives. But oh boy, I got I got a phone call to make after this. So thanks for thanks for reminding me. You know what? Don't make the phone call. Just just do it right here on the podcast, and then we'll know if he listens or not. Like so, don't even say anything. Yeah, and then so, Brad, this is your official happy birthday from Ted. You're not getting a phone call this year because it's 2020, and we're using technology, buddy. <laughs> I don't know if I was really in the Christmas spirit in, until about 10 minutes ago, but but I am now. And of course, the easiest way to do that is to to throw on a, a Christmas movie. And there's a lot. Usually, I'm usually watch a ridiculous amount of Christmas movies and haven't that much this year. But I think I think everyone has a, a Christmas movie, a favorite Christmas movie. I think I have 10. So we'll start with you guys. Uh, and probably I can guess at least one answer here, but all time favorite Christmas movie. Ted, you might be thinking of me when you when you think you know, because uh, do you know how many times people go? To me, every probably, Christmas? Probably less than people say, Kevin, you're such a disease. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> I would hope that that was that was me. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I get a few I get a few of those. Yeah. Say goodnight, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. I hear that one quite often. Yeah, go sleep with Fuller. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, no. Fuller. Yeah. But uh, no, my, my favorite Christmas movie is the Santa Claus. Uh, with Tim Allen. I, I don't know really what it is about that movie. I just think it hits all the right marks. You know, it came out right when we were kids and and watched it a million times. I just think it's pretty cool how they get to go to the North Pole and see the elves. And I really like Tim Allen's transformation through the movie. So great, great movie. Uh, full disclosure, I've only ever seen the second one once and I've never seen the third one. That's enough, I think enough times for both. That's what I hear. Yeah, I, the one thing I remember in that movie is how quickly he can grow his beard. And that's something I'm, I'm jealous of. I- I'm pissed off, frankly, that you took my movie. So when we were chatting about this a little bit, Walsh goes, I told you guys it was going to happen. But you were talking about how great Home Alone is, so we figured you'd talk about Home Alone. No, yeah. you, you, no, he, he, he did ask us. Like we should tell, talk about this ahead of time, so we didn't run into this situation. Well, Dustin, you got to have another favorite movie. Well, I do. I just thought I could relate to it so well. I'm, I'm pretty much living the Santa Claus. I'm getting fatter. My beard's getting bigger. And I'm just waiting for Santa to fall off my roof so I can get that suit on, baby. But anyways, if I can't choose a Santa Claus, I'm choosing Elf for sure. Will Ferrell, one of my favorite ac- actors. <laughs> hey, let's start thinking of a new movie. Luckily, no one's going to steal mine. So many good one-liners in that movie. Can't go wrong. Uh, my favorite movie is uh, Santa Does... No, this is something that you, you can't... <laughs> That you can't oh, only access okay. on the internet. Okay, like favorite movie on like on TV. Okay, <laughs> kids, like kids' family movie. Okay, 
It's got to be Die Hard. Yeah, Die Hard. Now, I know there's a big debate about there, uh, out there if there, it's an actual Christmas movie. But for me, a Christmas movie is a movie that you always watch at Christmas. And I watch that movie every Christmas. So, for me, it's a damn Christmas movie. And you get that good feeling at the end of the movie when Bruce Willis... I don't, I don't remember the line he says, but when the guy falls out the building... Falls out of Nakatomi Tower. It's there's always a fist pump there. Yeah, so. yippee kaye, motherfucker. Oh yeah. Oh, I said a, I said a bad. No, no. Ma- you, you set me up for that. You knew what it was, and you wanted me to say the bad word because Santa's coming. Yeah. And you want all the presents. Oh yeah. First off, I do. I want to talk more about Home Alone because I just watched it again the other day, and that movie is so it's thirty years old. First, like that movie could be over in like ten seconds. As soon as you hear these guys are gonna rob your house, call the cops. Like why? Why would you not call? the cops. You're eight years old. I'm not going to try and take on two scuzz bags. No, I actually have an answer for that because he was dressed as a cop at the beginning of the movie. So he thought like, why would you call the cops if the cops are going to rob you? You are unbelievable today. You're uh, just... I mean, that's a legit answer. Yeah. That, that you are, is... No, I'm, I'm just impressed with you. I didn't even think about that, but still a great movie though. I think uh, gave you unrealistic expectations of, of what the human body can, can withstand as far as, uh, I guess, pain and uh, blows to the head, which I guess Dustin survived getting hit in the face with a bike the other day. So, so I don't know, Dustin, <laughs> you can tell us, is it, uh, is it Home Alone realistic or what? Because I think you got Home Alone somehow. Yeah, getting out of my vehicle. I didn't have the the hanger or whatever they're called to hang the bikes up in the roof. I didn't have it in good enough and the bike came swinging down and whacked me in the head and I had the tire print on my head. (laughs) Came inside, concussed. (laughs) Yeah, I I got harried or marved, whatever you want to call it. It definitely knocked the words radius and uh, classmate out of your head, I'll tell you that much. (laughs) Yeah. But my, <laughs> I, I, I don't, that's, I didn't believe you when you just said you got hit in the face with a bike. I thought there was, I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but I didn't think it was that. My all time favorite movie though, most people have probably never heard of this. And you know what? Go on YouTube and watch it is Blue Toes, the Christmas Elf. It is the best movie. It's like a, I don't know, a cartoon. This little elf gets frostbite on his feet, somehow doesn't lose his toes. There's a, a polar bear. He makes socks. I don't know. There's a whole lot to it. But again, you've probably never heard of it. Uh, one of the cats catchiest songs ever. Go on YouTube, look up Blue Toes of the Christmas Elf. Uh, watch it by yourself, with your kids, whatever. You will thank me. What's the What's the song? Copyright infringement. Oh yeah, we don't want to get sued by an eighty-year-old movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think I think the people of uh, Blue Toes have a uh, bigger fish to fry. But I will put in a bit of the song right now. Little Blue Toes, little Blue Toes, now you have a name through your heart and so Blue Toes, The Christmas Elf, watch it, thank me later, I promise you it is good. And on the subject of 30-year-old movies, one of the, the best movies in the last 30 years, of course, The Mighty Ducks being rebooted into a series by Disney+. Plus. Uh, we saw the trailer for it last week, we watched it, we did a little review on it. Uh, apparently, two episodes is enough to warrant having bonus content, so we've got some bonus content. Go check out our YouTube page, that's Oh Dear. Make sure you subscribe as well, because I think we're only about 994 subscribers away from making money on YouTube, so go do your part, check out the review, let us know what you think as well. It's, uh, well, you know what, I'm not going to spoil it for you. We're going to make you go watch. 
So speaking of hockey, you know, you can't really play with friends right now, but you can go out. It's been some pretty nice days. I'm not going to lie. I haven't thrown the skates on in a while, but for uh, people, whether you're going out with your kids or, or maybe just going to, to play a little hockey, uh, outdoor rinks, I know there's a, a lot of them in Red Deer, but you guys probably know a couple that are the, uh, you know, the go-to place, maybe the, the lesser known places, which might we might ruin that. But uh, is, there, is there a go-to outdoor rink or is if it has ice, then you can skate on it pretty much? Well, I think back when uh, when we were younger, it was pretty common that we would all meet at the Holy Family outdoor rink, uh, just because that was the busiest. A lot of our friends lived around the area, and usually there was always one or two goalies out there. I, I think back in the day, that was one of the most popular spots. Yeah, that Deer Park rink was was fire for sure. It was it was always packed. Uh, the the shack was always open. It was two blocks away from my house as a kid growing up, and get home from school, pick up my hockey gear, and then go right to the rink for for three or four hours to be clear that was when that was when ryan was athlete of the year well no that was well before i was athlete of the year that's probably why you were athlete of the year you put in all that you put in all that work this was probably between the ages of like seven years old to to 13 years old so kids if you're listening go to the outdoor rink and you'll soon have a body like ryan lund (laughs) <laughs> I mean, it takes a lot more than the ODR to, to build this body. Yeah, Like for playing hockey for 28 years, I, I didn't even really like the ODR that much. I don't like hockey without goalies. So I would always end up at the outdoor rink that had the goalies and the, the goalies that would put on the pads. But one of the cool parts about Red Deer, a couple of years ago, a few of us got to go down to Riverside Meadows and, and participate in the CARE program, which I believe is the Central Alberta Refugee Effort effort yeah you did good took a long ways to get there but um just seeing all these new families coming into canada and and taking up hockey and and just learning and i know that shack has a lot of equipment for for those families who maybe can't afford it to to try the game and and it's cool to see the passion that those kids and families had to to try skating and hockey yeah, and I, I appreciated that because I got to slip in and, you know, and, and learn to skate at the same time without uh, <laughs> without anyone really knowing. So I, I did pretty good. I think, what, uh, 10 ice times, I could go pretty far without a, a chair holding Dustin's hand. So so all the, the amount of outdoor rinks in Red Deer, obviously a big perk, not prick, as I, I did. I do admit that I'm pretty sure I said prick by accident, and I promise it wasn't a Freudian slip. Uh, lots to love about Red Deer, lots of pet peeves. And one thing I do love is, you know, in two weeks, we've had a not... <laughs> I mean, we're by no means influencers, which I don't even know what that means, but got a good social media following. So we asked, what is your Red Deer pet peeve? And we got lots of great answers. We also asked because you need all the proper ingredients for a compliment sandwich and we love Red Deer. So there's lots to love. We asked what your favorite thing about Red Deer is. And yeah, we're going to make a compliment sandwich out of it. We thought about calling this a sound off. Uh, Maybe we call it a a deer call if if we're going to stick with the puns and I don't know, Lund. Can you can you make a deer call? That's you sound like you're like announcing, like proclaiming a king is what coming through the village or something. Well, the, yeah, the moose, kings the went, moose is coming. Yeah, it could be a moose call or a deer call, but kings went on hunts, and that's how they lured in the animals. All right, we'll take it. We'll accept it. Um, yeah, thank you. I was impressed. I don't know what that was, Lund, but that, I was very impressed by that. And you know what? We're just going to use that recording and then you never have to do it again, ever. You never have to do it again. <laughs> I really want to do it again. <laughs> so let's start. Uh, 
All right, you get one. You earned it. So this is Deer Call, sponsored by Andrew Russell and Associates, Central Alberta's number one real estate team. Visit them at andrewrussell.ca. You guys have, have used him. I you know, if I ever one day can afford a house, I will. And not only Central Alberta's number one team, but Central Alberta's number one beer. He actually sold me this this house yeah. and obviously the basement. So. And so, and yeah, I wouldn't live here. This this <laughs> pretty, mean, pretty not bad podcast wouldn't be happening. So Andrew Russell's making dreams come true. Yeah, it would be pretty weird if there's a different realtor for upstairs in the basement, but he yeah. sold me both. <laughs> so thanks, Andrew. That's what makes him such a good realtor. You get the whole house. No, I think what makes him such a good realtor is that he's like six foot a million. So you can see, you can see all the houses from miles away. What I love is driving by his bus bench every morning when I go to get coffee. It's just a great way to start the day. So we're going to start with the pet peeves and and list. We're just going to list them off here and, and we'll, we'll talk about them. So Darren said, pet peeve is when outsiders think Gasoline Alley is Red Deer. That's that's very true. I agree with that. I mean, I, I was born and raised here and I've got a lot of friends in Edmonton, Calgary. We had friends that would come to Red Deer and we would meet them on Gasoline Alley and then they would come to, to our house. And they would say, oh, geez, I didn't know Red Deer was this big. I thought it was like a one road, one road city because that's all they knew was Gasoline Alley. Uh, Red Deer is so much more than that little stretch. So I wish, I just wish everyone knew that. This is my biggest pet peeve is that people think we're only Gasoline Alley. Like Red Deer's the third largest city in Alberta at 100,000 people. And they, they really truly think that Gasoline Alley is really all there is. And then they see, you know, the Best Buy and stuff when they're going over the new highway flyover. Uh, same thing, Lundy. It's just, hey, how about you turn in and drive down gates even and you'll see our city, right? And it's, I think we have a beautiful city, especially in the summer. Uh, we have a ton of green space uh, and and lots of nice mature trees everywhere. And a lot of the neighborhoods are just beautiful to drive through. So really, yeah. really grinds my gears or really churns my <laughs> butter. There is some very nice affordable housing in Gasoline Alley though. They're expanding quickly out there. Like they're building mm-hmm. lots, lots of new subdivisions. Lots of new stores are going out there. I think it's a city that's screwing up. They're forcing out all the businesses from downtown by not playing ball. And then they're, and then everyone's just moving to Gasoline Alley. Hey, Lundy, did you know that there's also a Costco out there? Did you know that? I went there today, actually. Oh, if there wasn't a, like, if I didn't live somewhere where I could get a $1.50 hot dog, I'd move. (laughs) It's that, it's that simple. One of the cooler things out on Gasoline Alley not a pet peeve by any means, um, is that brand new dome. You guys been out there? Remember when we were all there with you? Oh yeah, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> pretty cool, pretty cool. Was this, was, this, was this before or after the, you know, you got home alone in the face with a bike? Yeah, this is, <laughs> it might have erased it from my memory. Pretty cool how many sports you can play inside that huge facility though, and locally owned. Go ahead. Go ahead. List 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 all the sports you can play in there. Well, you can do rugby, football, baseball, field hockey. Yeah. Keep going. Um, soccer. Did I not say soccer? Shut up, Lund. I was waiting to see how long it would take him to do get that. If you help him, he doesn't yeah. learn. Okay. Okay. There's still there's still a few more. Soccer. Well, yeah, we just gave you that one. Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> all right, and. Yeah, so Gasoline Alley is great, but again, way more to Red Deer than that. Technically Red Deer County, so it's not even Red Deer. The next one, Ashley won. We had two different Ashleys comment, and Colin both said, basically, you miss one light in Red Deer, you missed them all. And I'll just say right off the hop, first thing I noticed when I moved here, if you, you miss one light, like I don't know how you can get them synced, but it's it's a little bit of a nightmare some days. I don't, I don't agree with this at all. 
Red Deer is... The traffic is so good here. If that's the worst thing that happens to you, you have to wait a few minutes at a red light, so what? Yeah, you might be in a hurry, but oh no, you're going to be two minutes late or four minutes late during rush hour. So a big whoop. I, I do agree with Ashley one. I just don't know how how you can fix it. So going into that, you know, another pet peeve was, yeah, people complain about the traffic in Red Deer when it's really, really not that bad. So I know, I know you didn't write it and hey, I'm guilty for that, which I shouldn't be coming from a, you know, a much bigger city, but I think it is funny. And, and Dustin Moore is maybe really guilty for this because how many times has he said, told you that you live in Alex, Alberta, because it takes an extra four minutes to get out here. By the way, that joke's still funny. So please keep using it every single time. But really, it is, it is not that bad. He meant he meant that joke wasn't funny and don't use it again. And we don't live in Alex. We live in Red Deer. Timberstone's part of Red Deer and we're a 10 minute drive from you. So Red Deer is a Red Deer is a great place to live. And anybody who lives here is damn lucky to be here. OK, well, I've got a pet peeve. I can sh- the, well, the- this isn't about you. Chad's pet peeve is guys who drive lifted trucks and rev their engines and blow smoke in neighborhoods, but how else are they going to let you know that they've got a tiny little personality? They could wear white sunglasses. Oh. What about what about white puka shells, Len? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Then like, so what? I own a couple of pairs of white puka shells. <laughs> I haven't worn them in years. I'm waiting for them to come back into fashion, which is probably going to be 2021, 2022. And then I'll, I'll already have two, two necklaces and a bracelet. So I think... <laughs> I'll be ahead of the game. And yeah, I think I'll be a trendsetter, actually. I'm picturing you on the beach right now. Yeah, go ahead. With no shirt on, wax chest, puka shell necklace, and two puka shell bracelets. No, I wouldn't have two. I wouldn't do two. Not the double bracelet. I would do one. You got to save some women for the rest of the people on the beach, right? Two is not even fair. Yeah. No, I... Yeah, I like that. (laughs) I like that visual. I'm with you, Kev. I think those puka shells are in tough. If you bought those when you were 16, that neck's grown about tenfold since then. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashley one also said, uh, you know, it, it's it's tough when non-chain restaurants don't seem to last as long in Red Deer. So, and knowing that you know the chain restaurants, most a lot of them are still owned by by local people. So it's not like we're not supporting local, but it, it maybe seems like. You know, if, if you're not a brand name, it, it, it's a little harder to attract business. And I think I think we can all agree that that's uh, got some truth to it, at least. I think that's true, but I don't think that's uh, specific to Red Deer. I think that's everywhere. Family restaurants are getting hit tough right now. Um, the, the chains do have a bit of an advantage because they have that brand recognition and they have the support of the, the franchisor usually. So the independent restaurants, it's, it's very tough to succeed no matter where you are. So I do agree that's a pet peeve, but I don't think it should be, I don't think Red Deer should be blamed for that. And Kelsey said something we've talked about before, people who uh, don't use traffic circles correctly or, or signal wrong. And I think I'm pretty good, but we're probably all guilty of that at some point. I would think almost no, nobody's 100%, perfect. 100% of people are guilty going into traffic circles. It just, it goes against all everything you've learned to go left while you're going right. And get ready, Red Deer, because there's a lot more traffic circles coming. I think what he means is that when you're going to turn left, you have to put your right signal on, which is kind of counterintuitive. And I, I'll be honest, I hardly ever do it. Was that even remotely what you were trying to say? Well, no. When you <laughs> enter a traffic circle, you have to put your left signal on, but you're going right. So it, it goes against everything you've learned. No, that so I so when okay, if you're going if you're going straight and you want to turn left out of the traffic circle, do you put your left signal light on at the beginning 
you, like when you, you put your left yes. you put your left signal light on at the beginning and you exit out right. Well, of course, you, of course you exit out right. It's a circle. You put your right signal light on when you're exiting out right. Okay, so you put your left signal light on when you enter, but then your right signal light on when you exit? That's correct. Oh, no, I definitely haven't been doing that. <laughs> Kel- no. Kelsey, you just exposed no. Lund and definitely we couldn't be not. happier. Um, and lastly, you know what churns my butter is when people don't answer right when you ask a question and you get a completely different answer. But you know what, Ashley, too, your answer was really nice and it rolls into the next part. Ashley, too, said Red Deer is perfect, perfect place to raise her family, perfect place to raise, to run her business. Uh, so that moves into favorite things about Red Deer. Um, and there's a, a lot of them. You know what, sometimes it's good to get those pet peeves out there, but I think we can all agree Red Deer is a great place to live. So <laughs> this might tie Joe, who's from Calgary, or I guess Cochrane, said donuts. That is a good thing to be known for. It's uh, I, I think the donut mill is is a Red Deer institution. It's kind of like the Peters Drive-In. I guess we have one of those now, but before it was franchised out, that's kind of what Calgary was known for by Red Deerians was, I'm going to Calgary to get Peters. Do you guys ever go to the Peters on Gasoline Alley? Like every time I drive, like I usually go out to Costco and every time I drive by there, that lineup at that drive-in is is around the block. I, th- I think the last time we went and it was Lund, you and Dustin were with us is coming back from the Motion Ball Gala in Calgary and we had Peters and that was, that was I base I paid like $15 to rent a burger and a milkshake after the night we had those. <laughs> you know, it was good and it wasn't, but that, you know what? And, and maybe, you know what? When we're allowed to do things again, let's all go have a, a nice meal together at Peter's. And in fact, it's going to be so nice and I'm gonna, we're going to let Lund buy. Well, we'll talk about that part about about it, but we could we could we could choose a few different places to have a nice meal. What about Chillabongs? That is David's favorite thing about Red Deers. Yeah, Everyone sure. likes loves a good night at Bongs. I was actually the last night out before in March, it was actually my birthday before the world shut down, right we uh we went to Chillabongs. It wasn't the worst Worst last night out. I'll tell you what. I'll buy everyone a, a basket popcorn. of popcorn at Chillabongs if we go. Yeah, Here. free popcorn, free pool. Here's real talk. Is that is that popcorn going to be a thing anymore? Yeah, it better be. It might be a couple of years, but it better be. The thing I love about Chillabongs is that we've been going there for 15 plus years. And the only thing that's changed inside is the different varieties of beer and the TVs on the wall. And the pictures in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yeah. They used to have way better pictures. Yeah. And they have yeah. a new buck hunter. Oh. <laughs> so, and I think I think in that, we can kind of tie it in that a lot of the local bars and stuff, I think everyone has kind of their watering hole. Chillabong's kind of in the middle for us. But it, David was very specific about Chillabong's, but it goes to show, right, there's lots of great places like that. Here's something, maybe I can a little bit, but not specific to Red Deer. You guys can't relate to this. So let's learn something new and maybe get into this. Jim says the theater and arts groups. So I know of things like the bullskit comedy and that. And I have been to a couple like productions in Red Deer and stuff, but I have heard and and what I've seen too, is there's a big community for that uh, in performing arts. So maybe, uh, maybe a new year's resolution is, uh, taking a little, little more arts and culture. Maybe that's something, uh, you know, I know like center fest, those type of things coming up. So I don't, I don't think we can really relate to that, but let's, uh, let's get into that and, and relate eventually. Yeah, I need to be more cultured for sure, Teddy. I think the only time I've been to the Memorial Center was for Walsh's wedding. And I think I might have slept on the floor that night. Yeah, my wedding wasn't at the Memorial Center. So nice travel. (laughs) (laughs) What? Whose wedding did you go to? (laughs) Where was your wedding? It's called Festival Hall. It's attached to the Memorial, but it's not the Memorial Center. (laughs) 
So you slept in the Memorial Center after. So you've been to two. You've been to two places. That's pretty good. I also have been. I've also been to the Scott Block Theater. So now three. Now you are cultured. Do you remember that? Did you sleep on that floor? <laughs> no. <laughs> so here's here's a common one. Kim, Bree, Keith, Mike, Jim all said the trails and green spaces and Red Deer. So yeah, that scorching hot take, Dustin. That uh, Red Deer has a great trail system but we've, we've already talked about it don't really need to harp on it but it, it is great and no matter what there's always a great place to go and a hot take i think would be disagreeing with that yeah i don't think any of us has the balls here to disagree with that so we'll uh we'll disagree and and move on and again just you know more people on on team lund here co-worker aaron and cody both said easiest city to get get around in Right, especially when you compare Calgary, Edmonton, any bigger cities. It's only 15 minutes if you have to drive across the city. So we, we already talked about that, but you know what? They they uh they they took the time to post on Instagram. So we're gonna make sure that their voices are heard. Yeah, let me just add to that uh pet peeve here, because this happened to me quite a bit where I'll be going out for a beer with a friend and then I'll invite somebody else and they'll go, Oh, you're going all the way over there. You're going all the way to to OJ's or you're going all the way to brew house and they live in like Anders or something. And it's literally like a seven minute drive. And they're, they're saying, Oh, I can't, I don't have the time to meet you all the way over there. You can get anywhere in Red Deer in under 15 minutes. So that is a bunch of bull. Take the hint, Lundy. Yeah. Well, come up with some better excuses. That's all I can say. And Julia says Kubi's. Everyone loves a good Kubi outside of uh, what was it now, Long Riders slash Billy Bob's or Bellinis. And it kind of has me thinking, like, I think about that Kubi guy a lot right now and, and how he's doing. You know, he, he saved a lot of nights for me and I think a, a lot of people. And man, you want to talk about Red Deer institutions, like it or like it or not, like Billy Bob's and Bellinis. I think we've all had some runaways there. It's surprising that you don't see the Kubi guy wheeling his cart around to the food truck Fridays and the stuff like that. Like his... Is he still around? Like, is he is he still outside of the bars? It's been a long time since I've been. Yeah, d- despite popular belief, I don't actually like follow him around like he like he's Aerosmith or, <laughs> or the Grateful Dead in the seventies. But yeah, I don't know. That's what I said. I think about him a lot and and businesses like that. And he got Kubi guy, if you're listening, I just counting down the days till I can see you again. Not super thrilled about the next time I, I go to, to Billy Bob's or Long Riders because I always wonder what I'm doing there. But I always have a good night and it always ends up with a Kubi from, from outside there. It's a perk, a prick or perk or That's a prick about Red Deer, yeah. The prick about Red Deer, the Kubi guy, but it's also a pet peeve for me because it was the worst waking up in the morning and going to leave your house and there's chili all over your white shoes. I've, yeah, I've woken up with some some crusted cheese and whatever in, in my beard too. But hey, that's just a reminder <laughs> that, you know what? My night ended great because I, I had a, I had a, got a Kubi in me no matter, no matter what happened. Sometimes the destination is greater than the journey, you know? And so if I got to go to Billy Bob's meeting, knowing I'm going to get a Kubi at the end of the night, I'm all for it. So thanks. Thanks to everyone who uh, interacted with us on social media. Again, a uh, little, little bit of a surprise there. We, we love how many, how many people are interacting with us. It's a, it's a, a lot of fun for us and a way to connect with hey, people we know, people we don't know. Uh, so we did put it out there last time. We we're going to have a contest. If you can come up with a segment for us, I will shovel your driveway three times. 
getting a little nervous. Uh, today there was a little bit of snow. It, it seems to have stopped, but I think I'm, I'm going to have to uh, have to get called into this bet sooner than later. But that's okay. I got lots of lots of suggestions. It's you know I don't don't blame anyone. Shoveling your driveway sucks. But we do have a winner. So this is how we we chose the winner. I took all the submissions. Uh, we compiled them. Took all the names away, and then Dustin Walsh and Lund picked a winner. I am furious with the winner they picked because of who it is. Um, but it, it really was. I think I knew all along it, it was going to be the winner. The winning segment suggestion was that basically we're looking back in Red Deer history and we say on this day, this time, what not this exact day, but just say, hey, in Red Deer history, this happened. Everyone has to guess what it is. And so congratulations, I guess, Mark Horsley. I'm going to have to shovel your driveway three times this winter, but you're not going to enjoy it. I'm showing up. I'm wearing my boots and I'm wearing my short shorts, maybe gloves because it's going to be cold out and that's it. So if I'm going to do it, I'm going to make sure that we both suffer at the same time. But we're so happy with all the submissions we got. And it's Christmas time. I'm in a given mood. I decided to do two random draws out of all the submissions. I'm going to shovel your driveway once this winter as well. When it, whenever you want. So, you know, maybe be nice and pick a light snowfall. But but we'll see how that shakes out. So the first name I drew was J.D. Morical. Morical. You guys, Morical. So you get you get a driveway shovel. And Jody Schreiner is our other winner. So it's two two driveways. <laughs> Jody Schreiner? Yeah. Her driveway is one kilometer long. <laughs> oh, no. Are you, who's drive? That's not a driveway. That's a road. That's the road to their house then. Oh, and <laughs> we said it. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, man. I'm going to have abs by the time that's done. You're going to need to borrow a plow or something. Yeah. All right. Well, jo- Jody Schreiner, please have a big shovel and maybe an ambulance handy, but I'm also coming <laughs> to shovel. I'm not sure. Sho- I'm shoveling your highway, Jody. <laughs> it's a kilometer long. It's not a driveway. It's a highway. I wish I should have should have proofed these before I said them, but all right. That is, that's where it is. So we're now going to look back in Red Deer history. Let's call this one looking back through the deers. So this one's sponsored by Rob Ray Clothers. Whatever your day entails, shop quality at Rob Ray Clothers for your everyday looks. Visit them downtown at 4807 50th Ave or at robrayclothers.com. We're going to start kind of easy. We're just going to do pick a year. So 1991, what opened? It's still open today. What opened in 1991 in Red Deer? Everyone everyone can take a guess. I think I know the answer, so save me to last. I'll go first, I guess. Uh, no idea, but I will choose the Centrium or the NMAX Center. I am going to say the Downtown Recreation Center. And now I'm kind of confused because Lund kind of half-ass took my answer. I believe the Rebels started in 1991, so I'm going to say the Red Deer Rebels... Yeah, I'll say the Rebels and not NMAX or the Centrium. Ryan Lund is correct. The house that Dustin Moore built, the Red Deer Centrium opened in 91. And I believe, not 100% sure, I believe 92 was when the Rebels moved in and, and started playing there. So again, I, I thought a pretty pretty fitting one to start. Um, it's absolutely not the house that Dustin Moore built. But so what? when did you play there? About 2000, what, probably 2007, 2006? 2006, 2007. So we're almost, we're going, going on 30 years now of, of the Centrium. Centrium and Red Deer and pretty cool thing actually to, to talk about. I didn't even think about this, but they it's it's looking great in there right now. You guys uh, played a little bit of, of, a, of your beer league in there and some Renos. It's can't wait to get back in there. Yeah, it looks great with them putting the uh, black seats in and replacing the green. Looks really sharp in there. What do I what do I win for uh, for guessing this correctly? You win the admiration of your peers. Oh, Mark Horsley came up with a terrible idea then without a prize. <laughs> Moving on, we're basically into the the fun and game section of this. And last time we did a did a quiz about me. I think we keep it going. So let's learn a little bit more about the new guy. 
right? So now Lund is going to ask Dustin and I some questions about Walsh. Um, again, no prize, which I couldn't believe how invested you were last time, Lund, considering there was no prize. But hey, that's just the type of guy you are. You're invested in the contest, but still haven't listened to the podcast. Maybe that's what we uh, we work on for episode three, Ted. Maybe get some prizes here. So this one's, we did 10 things I know about Ted. This thing is, we need to talk about Kevin Walsh. Sponsored by Famoso Neapolitan Pizzeria. Open for takeout and delivery. Order online at famoso.ca. So Lund, the floor is yours. All right. I got some, I guess, some easy and hard and weird questions about Kevin here. So uh, I know Dustin's pretty good buddies with Kevin. So Ted, I'll, I'll let you answer first and then Dustin can, can chime in if he thinks he knows the answer. What is Kevin's favorite number? I'm going to go with three because that's how many kids he's, he has. Four. Uh, Dustin is correct. It's number four. So, Ted, you're 0 for 1. What's Kevin's sign? You must be this tall to ride the ride. No, that's not right. um, I'm going to say Leo. Whatever November is. Well, that's not an answer. That's not an answer. I'm going to go Pisces. No. Kevin, do you know your own sign? Scorpio, baby. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, man. (laughs) You got your own sign. Do you you ever use that as an excuse to be an awful person? Sorry, Scorpio. No. Okay, good. Good. If uh, if Kevin was going, let's let's say Kevin was doing a day trip to the mountains and we left in the morning, where would where would he stop for coffee? Tim Hortons, McDonald's, or other? Only because I've seen him in the drive-through two times, so I think that's enough for me. Is McDonald's, especially because he, he's right there. And that's correct. It is McDonald's. Best coffee out there. All right, we'll give you. That's your first one correct. And I mean, who knows? We'll see that what this answer is going to be. What's what's Kevin's favorite local restaurant? This is see this is this is such a loaded question again because it's you mentioned one and not the other. I think he's a Famoso guy. All right, Kev, I honestly have no idea what it is, so you can let us know. Yeah, you can Famoso. Oh, right, wow, a couple people. Wow, some best friend you are, Dustin. <laughs> who cares? Who cares if his favorite number is four? If you don't know where to take him out for a birthday meal when he has a Scorpio birthday. <laughs> All right, next question. Excluding restaurants, what's Kevin's favorite thing to do in Red Deer? Other than make children. Okay, yes. Other than make children and restaurants, I'm gonna take the easy. I know you, you like you. You ride bikes and 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 so What am I? Eight years old. We ride bikes with my buddies. Uh, I'm gonna go with golf. I'll go with uh, go to the spray park. And uh, yeah, I, I have no idea, Kev. I just I, I'm just curious. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, golf golf is right up there. Love golf, uh, but I gotta say, Ted, you're on the right track in the first place. I love uh, going biking on all the trails, whether it's with my family for a nice leisurely ride or for a, a hard workout. You can literally bike around the city. Uh, and get a great sweat going. So, so you guys should both get this one. But uh, what city did Kevin live in before he moved to Red Deer? I think it was. I want to say Grand Prairie. Well, I think you're wrong. Uh, he's right. Yeah. Shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good thing you're not. Do you? Good thing you're not the one. I had I it. had Grand Cash, and then I had Edson, and then I had. It didn't matter what you had. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't right. Oh, so I learned something about you today. Cool. Uh, what's Kevin's favorite sport to play? You only got one guess. Oh, he's getting up there. So I want to say pickleball. I'm going to say inline. Oh, I was going to throw you guys for a loop. Yeah. Roller hockey would be, I think, number one. Really? I was going to say golf, but okay. Uh, what's Kevin's favorite sport to watch? I, I got to think hockey. I gotta take the easy way out again and think that it's hockey. I'd agree. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was that was a pretty easy one. That was an easy one. Come on, Ryan. 
All right, next question. Uh, what did Kevin ask for Christmas this year? I think he probably asked for the sketcher shape-ups. Oh, yeah. yeah I got to get my up. ass toned. Yeah. I think he asked for a PS5. No, I'm not a PlayStation guy. I'm an Xbox guy. Oh, I was I was going to say a, a haircut. What's wrong with it? Which 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 I can't talk. What's the answer? Peace and joy. <laughs> nobody, nobody. <laughs> that is a lie. <laughs> Santa, Santa's listening to this right now, and you just lied. Well, so you don't have an answer for that? Uh, I asked for a light for my Kindle that's not so bright so that I don't wake my wife up when I'm reading in bed. Oh, that's an even lamer answer. How did you, yep. how did you out-lame yourself? What's your, what's your favorite beer and not the one you drank tonight? I'm going to say Kevin likes a good... Kevin likes a good blonde ale. Why are you answering your own questions? You're, yeah, yeah <laughs> that's not how the game works. I'm, you know what? I'm going to say he likes a good blonde ale. Uh, Kevin uh, likes. I'm, I'm going to say uh, Golden ha- Gates. Okay, I'll say hazy blonde ale. I'm going to say the blind man session ale. Oh, those are all really good choices. I think right now my favorite is the Sawback Hazy Blonde. Great, great, easy drinking beer. So I got it right. <laughs> hey, you're the, I guess, you know what? You make the rules in this one. I make one, the rules. So, yeah. I should make the and rules And I'm not going to listen to them. I saved this one for last. I want you two to go ahead and describe Kevin Walsh's perfect evening. So can evening start at three o'clock? Yeah. That's when the sun right, goes so, down now. <laughs> so, so three o'clock, he would take his, his kids and wife and friends out to Sylvan Lake and go for a mini golf. He would follow that by coming back into Red Deer and going to Famoso Pizzeria. He would head home, put his wife and kids to bed, get downstairs on the headset, and game NHLs with his boys. And that's nice that you put your wife to bed too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a that's a hard question because Dustin said like literally what it is. Like he just he just <laughs> described Kevin's life. So anything I say, you know what I, I think a, a perfect evening would be just going to a movie and not having anyone in front of him that's taller than 5'5", five five so he can actually see the movie. <laughs> I think so. It's a pretty perfect night to Kevin Walsh. I do have to sit in the very top row. I think I think Kev's perfect evening would probably start with a quick trip to the barber, get a nice trim, maybe a shave. Um, and then from there, yeah, go out for a nice candlelit dinner, uh, maybe on the patio if the weather's nice, um, whisper sweet nothings into his wife's wife's ear, and then invite all the boys out for some beers after after he has a romantic evening and then go home and finish the night off on NHL 20. I feel like you wrote that down as part of part of your notes. It was very specific, but well, you're I probably did, right. Yeah, I mean, we'll find out. All right, Kev, what what is your perfect evening entail? I think I think you guys all, you know, if you took all three of yours and and crammed it into one, it's it just works. It sounds great. So, okay. So, I guess you guys get <laughs> so points. You all, you all win. Well, Ted, I think you got four out of ten correct, so that's pretty good. That's one more than I thought you'd get. That's Hey, that's Kevin's favorite number. Did you know that? Yes, I do. I was the one that asked the question. Um, so, Kevin, welcome. You've, you've officially been welcomed into the podcast. Um, I'll try and come up with some even weirder questions next time for you. Yeah, thanks, guys. And by the way, my favorite number is 18. So, <laughs> <laughs> why did you why did you wait so long to tell us? Now we look like idiots. <laughs> What's all this KW4 talk, though? Well, that's from our one friend, Cole. And Yeah, don't you, you have like an email address or like, a, isn't that your online name? KW4? Isn't that how you sign your know. name? I don't know, man. I have a lot of online aliases. Yeah, I've got a lot. <laughs> 
Yeah, me too. Yeah, does any anyone else still have <laughs> anyone still have like their hot mail from when when they were a kid? Like Dustin underscore rocks with an X sixty nine sixty nine at hotmail dot com. I was hockey dust nine at hotmail dot com. I still use mine Walsh underscore eighteen at hotmail dot com. Uh, so you again, you're email, normal folks. in high school. You're normal now. Yeah, you're gonna get a chain letter, and if you don't forward it to at least ten people, your crush won't reveal <laughs> themselves. So you better you you set you better now like you set yourself up for that. You better answer all those emails. One of our friends, I won't mention names, but his was sexy underscore devil underscore eight at hotmail.com. And we all know who that was. I think I think I know too, and and I would have to agree. I think the worst the worst is when people I remember like when you go through high school and you start like you're filling out your applications for university or or whatever it may be, and you realize, wow, I need a more professional email. But I remember once got a saw a, a job application and the girl's email was lazy underscore babe underscore sixty-nine at hotmail.com, right at the top of her resume. So if uh, anyone out there, if you're dusting off your resume, make sure you, you sell yourself. It says a lot about your email, right? I'll read an email and go, hey, this guy's last name is Walt. And his favorite number is 18. That's a good start. Not four. We're learning things. In my prior career, I dealt a lot with HR and, and saw a lot of those resumes. And I would always laugh when I saw a clearly high school one. And that resume always went right to the top of the pile. <laughs> like, like the garbage pile or the, the, no, the, the, the keep the, them pile? Call them now. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So I'm, I got, I got to change. I think, email. I think it shows balls. You're sticking with that email address. Good for you. Yeah, confidence in yourself. I agree. Yeah, or yeah. it shows yeah. that they're still in high school and you should ID them. <laughs> All right. Hey, so yeah, if uh, that's a new thing, hey, if you go to a bar, don't ask for their ID, ask for their email address and that'll that'll tell you how old they are. <laughs> All right. So moving on, Dustin is up one nothing right now in the battle of Dustin versus Lund. We have a local, I don't know, S- esthetician. It's, it's a word I can't say. I'm not even going to try. We have a volunteer to wax wax the loser and Dustin's legs because that's a different bet he's got to get done in the summer as well. So for round two, Lund looking to pull even. We're going to do something a little, little more quick hitting. We are going to play Alberta Taboo. So you, you all know how to play Taboo. You're going to have five words. Dustin, Walsh made the words for you and I'm on your team. So you have to give me the clues and I'm going to guess. Right. And there's five words, including the word itself. So six words, I guess, because math, six words you can't say or say use any part of of those words. Lund, you're going to give Walsh the clues. He's going to guess fastest person to get all five wins. And again, right, if if one person gets five, but one person only gets four because you either pass or say a taboo word, that person wins. Same thing if you each get four, you tie and so on. So Walsh, you've got, got yours ready for Dustin. So this is Alberta Taboo, sponsored by Stride Physiotherapy and Wellness, your favorite neighbors. A clinic with your care in mind, winner of the 2020 Red Deer Chamber of Commerce Award for Small Business of the Year. Uh, make sure to use your benefits by December 31st. Book a session at Stride today by appointment only. Direct billing available. Book online at stridephysiotherapy.ca. If you're listening to this after December 31st, well, sorry for your luck. So here we go. Alberta Taboo, Dustin versus Lund. Lund, you are down one nothing, so you get to pick. Do you want Dustin to go first or do you want to go first and see the time you have to beat? I'll let, I'll let Dustin go first. Okay, let's go. This is down by the Red Deer Golf and Country Club and it's a body of... Yep. This is uh, the place that I played in the WHL. Centrium. Yep. This is down kind of by the Red Deer Arena, or I guess 
the service. It's the tennis uh, club, Red Deer Tennis Club. No, it's uh, it's where kids go. It's a big, it's a big one where kids go. Not the skate park, but it's across the road. Oh, playground, oh, man. Um, kids. Optimus Club. What's the opt op- opposite of the Optimus oh, uh, Club? BMX. No, uh, no Rotary, Rotary Park. Yeah, there you go. Um, we talked about this huge um, landmark in Red Deer, how it had a different name last night. And you were like, oh, it's called that? Oh, the uh, the water tower. Yeah, the, what's it called? Green Onion Water Tower. Yeah. And this was supposed to be, uh, every year it goes to different places across seas, or it used to. It's going to be back-to-back now in 2020 and 2021. Um, World Juniors. Yeah. 126.25. That's hard. That's yeah. When you said, when you said, when you just mentioned a whole bunch of C's, I just thought maybe you're like, it was your report card or something, but no, that was, that was pretty good. Okay. Lund. I'm ready. All right. Tell me when. Three. So you got to beat 126.25. Three, two, one, go. Okay. So this, this first one, it's a place where you can take your kids uh it's common area it's got this uh ship that goes to the moon kin canyon yep uh this team plays in the whl in this city red deer rebels yeah um really rich people vacation there uh lots of lots of skiing lots of um, lot, lots of stuff to do usually when there's not a pandemic. Banff, Canmore, yeah. Banff, yeah. Um, <laughs> this is the guy that canceled Christmas. Jason Kenny. Yep. And this guy used to be a weatherman in Red Deer. He is ten on TV. Josh you, Clawson. No, at no, television is TV. Oh. <laughs> You're so close, too. Oh. It was Ron McClain. Oh, my God. I'm the winner. I'm not allowed to say TV. Television I thought I couldn't say television. Same, same oh, thing. Oh, that's, uh, that's <laughs> cheap. That is cheap. Oh, and my also, God. You were already at 127, so you had you'd already. No, I wasn't. Because you had said 10, and then you called it. All right. Well, two two o Dustin. Yeah, this is that rigged. Was, uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? Just <laughs> think. Rigged. By the time by the time this is over, it's going to be summertime. You're going to have a nice. You know what? You you've been you've been running. You're going to be in great shape, and you're going to move so easily through water. Like you can make the water polo team with that wax chest if you really wanted to. Think of the opportunities. So Lund down to nothing. You got uh, you got a lot of thinking to do. Good thing you know your Christmas vacation. You got some time to relax, regroup. This thing is not over by any means so yeah and i think the rules need to be more clear before we start these games in the future i mean i'm i might appeal this this decision i haven't decided yet so <laughs> um i might take it i might take it to the the ombudsman of this of this contest okay um appeal denied <laughs> yeah but we appreciate your concern i still have, honestly i still have faith in you you got dustin right where you want him 2-0 is the worst lead in podcast well, I hope uh, Dustin enjoyed that victory because that's going to be the last one he gets. Pre- be prepared to lose five in a row, Dust. 
So, Lund, are you saying you predict five straight Ryan Lund victories coming up? That ain't no prediction. That's a promise. All right. Well, with that, I think that's a good time to uh, put a bow on this show. There's a Christmas pun. You you can use that if you want. I'll let you keep it. All right. Well, guys, we did it. We uh, drove up on the curb probably more than a couple of times, but we got to where we're going. Uh, A little bit challenging. Again, uh, Kevin, welcome to the show. I think that was a a great addition, and we're looking forward to having you with us as we roll on here. And, And we have another contest to announce. This time, I'm not shoveling any more snow. I think I got my my work cut out for me here. But this one is a real prize. So head to social media. We've teamed up with DoorTender and Bose. Uh, They've both donated a prize. So you could win a $25 DoorTender gift card and a really nice gift basket from Bose. All you have to do is make sure you're following Odeer on social media. So that's at Odeer Podcast, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And make sure you're following DoorTender and Bose as well. Once you see the contest post, all you have to do is tag a couple friends who would like the show. Make sure you're following all three of us on social media, Oh Dear, Bose, and Doortender. And as a bonus entry, if you post a screenshot on your Instagram story of you listening to episode two and tag us in it, you'll be entered one more time to win. So make sure you check that out. And again, that's that's pretty much it. Lots of thank yous again. Thank you to, to all you guys. And uh, big shout out, by the way, to my dad. Uh, since I've already ruined one family tie for getting Brad's birthday, I might as well get this one. Thank you, dad, for letting us use your paid Zoom account. Uh, save us the 20 bucks which feel bad now about not getting him a christmas present but i guess i'm already shown that i'm a pretty bad family member so i might as well keep it rolling <laughs> well yeah thanks a lot uh thanks a lot big ted for letting us steal your zoom account uh i, I think uh i think ted's gonna be able to afford his own zoom account after this episode and thank you everyone for uh sticking with us through this as we use zoom for the first time a, a little bit challenging i think we'll definitely work on uh affording some better mics i don't know if there's a 20 mics out there for for Dustin and Kevin to use but we're working at this thing again uh, glad we could still keep it going either way and yes guys before we sign off any final thoughts from the three of you Uh, I just want to wish everyone uh, Merry Christmas and uh, happy holidays yeah thanks for thanks for listening I appreciate that you made it to episode two all the way to the end tell your friends happy holidays and hopefully see you in the new year Yeah, I just wanted to say thanks for letting me join you guys. It was a great time for my first podcast. And to all the listeners, thanks for listening and Merry Christmas. Well, that's it. That's all episode two in the books. Look for episode three early in the new year. So for Ryan Lund, Dustin Moore, and Kevin Walsh, I'm Ted Emmett. Have a safe and happy holidays, everyone. Stay positive and test negative.